Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One constant feeling reigns over the 130-plus year history of NC State Wolfpack football. Hope. And when there's hope, well, Pack fans can always relate. Pack family. Time for a true look at your team. Expert analysis, special guests, and a Carter Finley-sized bag full of X's and O's. Let's get hooked up for Pack Therapy. Here are your hosts, Tim Donnelly and Wolfpack Rate, Mike Lennon. Welcome into the regular season is over. North Carolina State beat North Carolina. Edition of Pack Therapy. I'm Tim Donnelly, co-host as always, Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback. And follow us everywhere. You can follow podcasts. We're on every different podcasting service. Start with that. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, pass it on to your friends. Uh, and now, without further ado, I do feel like there's, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and you can probably hear my voice is a little, little scratchy, but we're going to fight through it. All that screaming watching the uh, the State <laughs> Carolina game. Uh, I do feel like there's there's I don't know you got to like present the floor to every like NC State football player both current and former to like talk their trash. But Salty Dave took it in. Peyton Wilson after the game got his shots in. Mike, do you have any shots you want you want to send? <laughs> I don't have any shots to send. I just think that was a good old fashioned butt whipping. I mean, it, <laughs> like it, you know the whole SEC like it just matters more. Yep. It felt like it matters more to NC State, and I think it's one of my observations of the game was credit to NC State fans. I mean, in Carter Finley, you saw barely any mm-hmm. Carolina blue. Whenever NC State plays at Keenan Stadium, it's like over a quarter of the stadium is red. I mean, it's just – and I think Dave Doran does a great job embracing that, and, and the fans respond to it. It's just – it really looked like a team that wanted it more and dominated it from the get-go, and it was uh, it was a beautiful thing. I saw um, Marquise Williams, former former North Carolina quarterback, on Twitter before the game said, hey, I better see a lot of blue in, in their stadium because when, when they come here, I see a lot of red. And that so I watched the game on television. I was with family, and I was kept waiting for the crowd shots to be like, is there any? And you really couldn't see much blue, which, like you said, it's a credit to the, the fan base. And when players and former players are noticing that, it's, it's a good thing. Um, what did you make of you know what's being called Salty Dave and and also Peyton Wilson. Peyton Wilson kind of cut a promo after the game. If you want culture, come to Raleigh. Those those boys in blue don't know anything about that. Like, is is I think it's fair game, but but it's also you know all right. You're writing a check now that the future Wolfpack are gonna have to cash. I think it's fair game, and I think the players respond to it. It's like they feel like it's something they need to back up. And and on the flip side, Mac Brown, I, I, I will say he seems like a great guy. He's charismatic, but <laughs> his way of doing it is oh well you know they got great coaches i like them and i it's almost like that felt like that's the approach their players took and at nc state it's more of a hatred it is that you know you think you're better than us you think we're your little brother and you know what little brother got the best of big brother and that's been 30 straight years and since i've come to nc state it feels majority time that's what it is you know and it kind of they they take the attitude of the head coach and 
Um, that's what Dave does, and that's what the fans love about Dave is he wins enough. I say it all the time. He wins. He wins to get to a bowl game. He beats Carolina, and he has these one-liners after he plays Carolina. And you saw him in the locker room, what he said, and uh, I don't know if was he that, knew was that too far. I don't know if he knew the ACC <laughs> network cameras were in there. Um, but I think that's your locker room. That's like inside your own house. You're allowed to say whatever you want to say in there. So um, I loved it. The fans loved it. It was. Uh, it, it just kind of embodied the whole season of what Dave's been saying. He's backed it up. Peyton Wilson, mm -hmm. his play, he he backs it up with the talk. And then Brennan Armstrong. I mean, he that the Virginia Tech game to me was the best game he had played for NC State, and what he battled not practicing all week and having his best game throwing the ball. It was remarkable, and it was the, the you know the, the kind of the cherry on top of a feel good story to end the season. Let, let's talk Brennan Armstrong because it was obvious he wasn't a hundred percent, and there were a couple plays where like he ran out of bounds a yard short of the first down, and I'm going, uh oh, like part of Brennan Armstrong's thing is you know he gets that extra yard, that's what he brings to the table, and he was maybe more effective than he had been most of the season, definitely most of the season, but even on this latest hot hot streak getting it done through the air and kind of being a player that we really hadn't seen from him since 2021, which yeah, I, I didn't expect. I was expecting, you know, all right, they're holding them out of practice. It's so he can, he can lower the, the, the lumber and, and be what he's been, but he, he was obviously much more of a, uh, um, obviously much more of a passer. And, you know, I think the fans understood when he was sliding near the goal line, it was mm. like, something is clearly wrong with this guy because he's this, tough as they come and if he's in that much pain that he's not willing to you know basically score a touchdown and I think there was like a like third he goes helicopter to pick up like yes. four yards on third and seven when and you're he gonna ran punt out of bounds I mean I don't think people realize how painful that is when you have a ribbon if what I understand I think was a rib injury mm -hmm. and not only do you feel it when you get hit you kind of feel it on every time you throw um and for him like you said that was the 2021 version that we've all been talking about, the 4,000 yards, it was, you know, that's what I think Robert and I, when he said to Dave Doran, I want to bring in Brandon Armstrong, that's what he remembers. And I think <laughs> it was just so good to see. He he still has it. Um, I don't know if it was a mental funk or what, but the guy can play football, and he's really the, the kind of quarterback that I feel like is perfect at NC State that embraces what Dave wants. Mm. You know, talk about culture, that tough – minded the physical the physical physicality of it um and then finally it was like the receivers the line the quarterback all came together um it was the perfect storm of of what we've been waiting to see all year so it, it was just awesome to see brennan the receivers have a big game um it was i mean you couldn't draw out that game any better and and you know we asked this question going into the the the, the this game this obviously rivalry game Best coaching job for Dave Doran since he's been in Raleigh? I think it has to be. It was, you know, halfway through the season, we kind of talked about, you know, well, we got a, you know, a whole new season. And that's a lot of time just coach speak. But <laughs> and, and I'll give him credit. The whole Steve Smith calling him out, it was like there was all these little different motivating factors that I think he found a way to rally on. Really, from benching Brendan Armstrong and going with MG, MJ Morris, I feel like the team rallied around mm -hmm. that. And then it was the Steve Smith thing where he felt disrespected, and I felt like the team rallied around that. And then it was MJ Moore signing a red shirt and going back to Brennan, and I think the team rallied around <laughs> that. It was like he he did a great job from the leadership standpoint. He did a great job 
from the defense was was great from the get go, um, but making minor adjustments along the way to not kind of give up the big plays, and then offensively, whether it was him, whether it was Robert and I, they reinvented the offense, which is not easy to do during a one you know a bye week. Um, they found what they had in Casey Concepcion, and they just found a way to grind it out to to win with the defense and the offense to kind of slow the game down by huddling up, kind of running a trickery offense, getting Casey the ball as, as, as many ways as they can. It was, to me, the best coaching job by Dave Doran since he's been here. I, 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 to be honest, sometimes I think the the uh, motive, like with that kind of stuff, gets overplayed. Like, you know, a great speech changed the whole season, and I'm going like, or, you know, they, they started playing a lot better. They started more using more play action. Like there's usually a – logical scheme based or talent based you know oh you know their offensive line got healthy that is definitely part of it right at the same time that oh all of this motivation kicked in but it does feel like this year it actually like the rallying around did change something which you know i almost hate to admit because so often i am saying like oh did did everybody started trying hard when you know they finally started getting the ball to their best playmaker and it's well yeah kind of like it did feel like the you know the us against the world mentality started fighting at the, the the same time that kind of some of the scheme things that we had been asking for also started happening. So it was that that mixture. Was, and I feel like it's almost like you hear hear some of the greatest athletes in the world they find a way to get like a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. It's like Tiger Woods, Kobe Bryant, these guys like but they but, look for things to motivate them. And I feel like Dave did that, and he got the guys to believe in it. And- but, but I, like, that's a perfect example. Like, sometimes I'm, I'm wondering, like, oh, did, did Kobe really read an article of someone criticizing him, or is he just Kobe Bryant, and he's going to be great anyway? Well, there, there is and, truth to that, but I. But think- this year, I'm, I, I think I'm with you. It did feel like, you know, the Steve Smith Senior thing mattered, even though in most cases I don't think it does. It did feel like for this year, NC State. The 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 way Dave Doran handled all the social issues mattered a lot. It it did. He he. I mean, it kind of thought it was low hanging fruit when he went after C. Smith, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give him credit that it it felt like the team bought into it. it so it, whether it, he, I mean, whether he it really bothered him or not, I don't know. It did seem like it did, but he psychologically it worked. So. I, I think he was going to go after the biggest name that said anything negative about state, like he. He knew he needed that, and he was just waiting for someone to say it, and Steve Smith Sr. was the one. And then, like you said, I do think there's some some deep-seated, like you got to talk it out stuff about basketball school like versus football school. I think there's a lot of that in the triangle, but but at NC State exactly. So uh, so I think he was, he was waiting to pounce on that. Um, let's get this one out of the way early. Peyton Wilson, finalist for the Chuck Benerick Award. Is he the best defensive player in the country? He's, he is. He's the best college player. And, you know, it kind of makes me think – should he be the first defense player off the, the draft board this year? <laughs> no. But I think he is deserving of being the best player in you know, defense player in the country. And um hopefully he walks away with that trophy. I think it's well deserved and uh he's had as big of an impact on on the program as anyone I can probably remember. Um, you well, know, this this twenty three season, I think we'll every NC State fan will think of, of it as the Payne Wilson's last year Let, let's quickly do the the nfl prospect thing for him because you know the hay is in the barn for the most part right like the the what he's put on tape i mean 
just against North Carolina, right? There's a lot of NFL guys on the other side there. Drake May is going to be in the NFL. Tez Walker is going to be in the NFL. Omarion Hampton is going to be in the NFL. Nesbitt's going to be in the NFL. And when NC State's defense and North Carolina's offense were on the field, Peyton Wilson was the best player on the field. And, and yes, college production doesn't always add up to, to NFL production. But if I'm a contender picking at the – not the end of the first round, but the end of round two or three – and I'm looking for someone that can help me win right now rather than maybe a project or, hey, you know, high, like I think he could step into an NFL defense right now and play. I don't, again, I don't know if he'll be a pro bowler. I don't know if he'll be getting 15 tackles, a fourth fumble, an interception, and a, and a sack like he did against North Carolina. But, you know, with the age, the experience, and just his raw physical talent, instincts, I think he could be a contributor on one of the better defenses right now. I 100% agree. I the linebacker position typically doesn't get drafted as high, so mm -hmm. that automatically takes a little hit. His injury history mm -hmm. is going to cost him a little bit, but I, I just don't see how he's not a day-two pick. Yep. I mean, he's – I think what, to a contender, too. I think it's to somebody impact. who's like, we need an off-ball linebacker and we need him to play right now, and we don't have the you know 15th overall pick to go get one of the, the super-duper prospects. I think he's he fits that role so perfectly. He, yeah, I, I he's – when the coaches turn on the tape, they're going to love him. The, the tenacity he plays with, the the motor, the um, athleticism, he's got the speed, he's got the size. I mean, he, he when he walks into the NFL, he's going to be one of the biggest linebackers in the league right from the take-up. I mean, you don't <laughs> see fastest. many guys that tall, that big. Um, and uh, he can run. I mean, sometimes those linebackers are smaller because they can run, and you got to be able to cover as a linebacker in the NFL – that's one thing. He he was kind of more of a rusher mm -hmm. um, and a run stopper than he is a cover guy. But, you know, he made plays and kind of dropping in his own coverage. Um, and he can run with guys. Now, there's a difference between being able to run and cover, um, especially in the NFL when you're going against – he's going to be expected to cover guys like Travis Kelsey <laughs> or a, a really good running back um, out of the backfield. But I, I just don't see how he doesn't make it past, you know, in, in that second day, round two or three. Honestly, I think late second is – is definitely um, w where I could see him going, to your point, to a contender. And when, with the bowl, hopefully we get one more chance to see him. You always have to ask those questions of if and, and will. And I, I don't see him sitting out because he seems like the type of guy who's, you know, if I get one more chance to hit somebody, I'm going to hit somebody. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how all that plays out. Uh, we'll take a quick break here on the Unpack Therapy. Uh, after this, we have to get to uh, the other bit of the postgame news from, from Dave Doran, which is uh, please give money to the – NIL collectives, and then they spent some of that money. Uh, so stick around, Pack Therapy, coming back after this. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Back on Pack Therapy here with uh, with Mike Lennon, my co-host, former NC State quarterback, longtime NFL quarterback, and uh, NC State beat North Carolina. We've we've given Mike his time to to talk the trash. He said, "I'm I'm not gonna pile on," and then he said it was a good old fashioned butt whipping, which, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of a little piling on. Um, 
there is a lot of extra that comes out of this game, uh, and, and not just the trash talk, which I think is great in a rivalry. But after the game, uh, Dave Doran basically made the plea. He said, I'd love to see 5,000 state fans give $1,000 each to to Savage Wolves, to Pack of Wolves, the two collectives that are, that are supporting NC State. That's a coach asking for $5 million <laughs> right after a rivalry win, which is weird but necessary. Like, how do you <laughs> – I I feel like the theme of this podcast at times is like, oh, how things have changed, but oh, how things have changed. That's that's wild. Yeah, strike while the iron's high. I, I don't think you're you're ever gonna have as much as much momentum now <laughs> as you know as he does. I mean, you went five in a row. You beat Clemson, Miami, and you just beat the brakes off of your Boy, rival yeah. in Carolina with a possible ten win season, and it's kind of like a feel good. Like last year, there was a lot of hype. You know, leading up to the Clemson game, you know, there's the first couple games, Devin Leary, this whole crew, but then you lose and, and the season kind of gets away from you. Now, NC State fans already can't wait for next September to come around. And the way that he, he won that game, the way well, you talk about the culture of, of Peyton Wilson, all those little line one-liners, that's what NC State fans love. So I think it was it was brilliant of him to bring it up, even though, it, you know, some people may not agree with it. It's like that. this is what we need now. We got this really good player, number 10, Casey Concepcion, mm. that um, I'm sure other teams are going to be offering a lot of money if we don't get him now. And I also sometimes drive around Raleigh, I see this thing with a Clemson logo called, I think it's like IPTE, I pay $1,000 a year. And wow. that's what Clemson's kind of booster club does. That's the all-in. And maybe now we're, uh, you know, we, we're going to have to do that. It's, it's just – like you said, it's just totally different times. It goes from the whole Wolfpack Club of donating to scholarships and facilities to now this NIL seems more important. The sustainability, the longevity of it, what's going to happen with the NCAA, I, I don't know. But it's important right now, and and it, it, Dave's got to capitalize on it while things with so much momentum, so much excitement around this program, more than I, I've ever seen since I've been here. To me, it's, it showed how much NC State is embracing it, right? You see some – some schools, some coaches kind of resisting and fighting against it. And and like you said, I don't know if NC I don't know if State, I don't know if the the Pack of Wolves or the Savage Wolves are ever gonna have the resources that some of the the quote unquote blue blood schools are gonna have in, in their name, image, and likeness funds. But what they can be is wildly organized and efficient. And you know, I'm just looking at like the four days, right? Saturday you beat your rival. You, you you beat the brakes off him, right? After the game, the coach says, "Hey, give money. I need I need I need a thousand dollars from five thousand of you." They raise a bunch of money. I don't think they got the five million, but they they raise a bunch of money. And then on Tuesday, one of the 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 collective Savage Wolves announces they've signed Casey Concepcion for the twenty twenty four season. That is wild. Like that is business. You. We'd be proud of that in our business office. It's like, hey, we got a goal on Saturday. Uh, we have to take care of business here. Boom, we take care of business. Let's capitalize on it. Boom, we get the money. Let's. Uh, how are we going to spend it? Priority number one, get KC Concepcion locked up for the next year. By Tuesday, it's done. That is as efficient as anything it, in yeah, college football. It's It truly is like a, a master class on business and marketing. I mean, you, you have Dave do this to raise money. Then I see that Casey Concepcion is taking a private jet up to Monday Night Football <laughs> with the Savage Wolves guy, and then he comes back on. Hangs Tuesday. out with Bayer Thomas on the yeah. sideline, like just just building on Snoozing everything. Snoozing them. You got yeah. your client. You're trying to impress them, and then Tuesday you come back and it says signed, 
like it's an NFL free agent that's coming back for for a long term extension, and then it's like he's agreed to a one year contract with Savage Rules. I mean, what I don't even know what a one year contract means. You know, I've I was asking this yesterday on on my afternoon show. I don't know if that means like there's a buyout if he goes somewhere I know, else. Right. I don't know if it's. Uh, you know the 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 money he's getting is tied to him. Pl- I don't Cause, know because what is it what an exclusivity terminate terminating that contract? Like, okay, just hypothetical situation. Alabama comes in and says, "Oh, you're making X from NC State." Well, you know what? We'll pay you double that. And then can't he just shred that contract and go leave anyway? I again, I I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it might be some kind of exclusivity deal where like all of his marketing and endorsements have to go through Pack of Wolves. Maybe, maybe, or uh, Savage Wolf. Sorry, right. may again. I'm not on the inside. D- d- don't, don't, you know, go to Savage Wolves and say they said this. But I think that's probably the way to do it because then if he went to another school, even the name, image, and likeness money he would get from other boosters would have to go through okay. Savage Wolves, right? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is they announced the signing in the same way you would announce, like if Brian Burns announced he's, he was extending with the, right. the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. It was like, hey, he's he's not going anywhere. Right. We've locked in the guy. He's a freshman on a college football team. It was big news that he is still going to be on the college football team next year. It's great news, and their offense needs him, and I think he be he can kickstart something in the transfer portal that's, that's I'll talk about in a second, but I mean, him signing for another year is about as good as you could expect based on, you know, the way everything went. Because I think every school in the country would want it. Yeah, and that just adds to the momentum that has been built over these past five weeks as you, you know, you win those games and now you get him back. And then I think also what the momentum of, of NIL is, I think state fans probably halfway through the season was like, I can't believe we spent money on Brennan Armstrong. Mm-hmm. But then you leave and you say, we love Brennan Armstrong. This is one of our favorite players, and he was an NIL, a product of NIL and the collectives given given money. So you, you kind of see. Well, now we got to go get another quarterback, potentially, assuming that you know MJ Morris isn't in the plans. Um, but it, it's it, it's just like you know we talk about it all the time. It's just a new new era of college football, and um, it's going to be wild the next couple of weeks with the transfer portal of what this team begins to look like for next year. And now here's the next step. It is Casey Concepcion signing with Savage Wolves, like electing to stay at NC State. It is great because you get him. It's also an endorsement, meaning if there's someone else out there in the the transfer portal, Casey Concepcion could have gone anywhere, right? And he he could have made a lot of money. Like I truly believe the best schools in the country, if he hit the portal, would have been on his doorstep, right? And and that's a cred, a testament to him. He chose to stay at NC State. That's like a oh, what do they have going on there? Yeah, right. It's for sure. And and he's going to say, listen, they take care of you in NIL, right? They they provide you with cool experiences. I was on, I was at Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, they've they've taken care of me financially. They've featured me in the offense. The coaches are cool. Like all of that sort of thing is big in the portal. That and and that momentum works, right? Somebody chooses to stay. Someone else chooses to come play with them. Someone else chooses to come play with the, that person. It works in both ways. If your best player hits the transfer portal and leaves, everybody's going, "Well, I don't want to go live. I don't want to go stay there." Their best player just left. So it's it's the next step is right, and we're talking business and marketing way too much on a football podcast. Is to how to build off of that. You know, uh, Tamarcus Cooley, a guy um, was a was a top target for NC State. They chose he chose uh, Maryland over NC State. 
He just announced he's going into the portal. If you look at his Twitter, like the last 15 posts are all reposting of NC State football stuff, and it's going like, oh, maybe he realizes the mistake he made, and he would have been in the same class with Casey Concepcion coming to play with him. Maybe he ends up back here. It's it's building things that, you know, again, it's it's modern football. You don't think of it, but it, it matters a lot. Yeah, you think of dominoes, and I feel like Casey is a big domino mm-hmm. to fall for that for that reason, I think it's kind of like what 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 do they got going on at NC State? This guy's pretty good. Why do, you know why is he not leaving to go to a school like Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia? And then I think it, it's very attractive for potentially that next quarterback mm-hmm. is okay. I can go play with Casey Concepcion. I just saw what they did with Brendan Armstrong. They're winning a bunch of games. Robert and I clearly can kind of craft this that suits best for for the offense for me um, and. and you know they they probably won't be able to compete with maybe the top couple transfer quarterbacks just because the money is probably different mm-hmm. at some of these other schools, but maybe that next tier where a guy wants to go to win, give him a better shot at, at the NFL, playing with a guy like Casey Concepcion, and who knows maybe other receivers come in as mm-hmm. well because they kind of want to build a, a receiving core around Casey Concepcion where um, you know. As we talked about all year, they're going to be keyed on him. There's going to be opportunities for other receivers to be big-time players in this offense. Just just give you an idea of the the market for quarterbacks. Uh, Cam Ward, Washington State. Obviously, Washington State and Oregon State are going to be pilfered in the transfer portal. Uh, there are reports out there, and you know you have to take reports with a grain of salt, that Cam Ward, the, the quarterback, already has 10 $1 million plus offers. So I don't know if NC State's swimming in the million-plus yet, but uh, uh, hey, maybe if you if every five thousand state fans give a thousand dollars, maybe maybe they will be in the the million plus for for a quarterback. Um, and by the way, MJ Moore is still on the roster and has not said he's yeah, going into the that's portal. That's what I've I've kind of found interesting. I, I you know what those conversations are behind the scenes. I don't know. And this maybe, pure- maybe I mean there is a, a world. There's a possibility where he really did just say I want another year at NC State, right. and that's why and I'm I'm sitting out. Maybe time is kind of calm things down and um i think it would have been worse if brennan armstrong came in and the season floundered and it would have been like you abandoned us and it all went bad right brennan armstrong almost made it okay that mj morris did that because it you know no harm no foul we still won right time heals all wounds and to your point no no harm no foul um i just struggle with when you kind of your motto of your team is one pack one goal that doesn't really (laughs) feel like you're part of one pack and then hard, tough together. That makes me think of Brennan Armstrong. Um, but I, I do think MJ is a good kid. You wonder, pure speculation, whether the parents had more of an influence on this than than himself. And maybe he he wanted to be at NC State all along and it wasn't really his decision. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because I thought, you know, I thought his name would pop up in that portal almost right away. Next question, and this will be how we end it. Uh, bowl game. Do you want the Orange Bowl or do you want the Pop-Tarts Bowl? Orange Bowl. Even if it's Ohio State? Even if it's Ohio State. I mean, that's what we've been waiting for at NC State under Dave Doran is the championship. It's mm. the big-time bowl game. I mean, nothing wrong with the Pop-Tart Bowl, <laughs> but we, we've been to the, the, the Pop-Tart Bowl, the cheese bowl the whatever bowl was. Down I mean, we, we've been to those <laughs> – the, the, that that the chicken wings below. bowl, the, I mean, the dip bowl. It's time for us to play in one of those New Year's Six Bowls. That's what we've been waiting for uh, w- with Dave Doran. I mean, that's what the whole kind of year 11 thing is now. He clearly showed what what a great coach he is. But at the same time, we've been waiting for a championship. We've been waiting for 
to go to a bowl like that. So I would rather go to go to the Orange Bowl and and lose to Ohio State than I would go to the Pop Tart Bowl. Well, the the so I guess that makes us all massive Florida State fans. You need like yeah. a like a twenty one twenty four point victory over Louisville. Uh, that's that that's how the Orange Bowl becomes a a realistic opportunity because uh, Florida State would then hopefully get to go to the college football playoff and um, then that would open up the Orange Bowl to the next highest ranked in the college football playoff ranking ACC team uh, which is currently Louisville by I think five spots over NC State but a shellacking in the ACC championship could knock them down. They'd be coming off back-to-back losses. They'd have the loss to Pitt earlier in the year. Uh, and State's three losses would be kind of overwhelmingly better losses, if, if that's one way to, to look at it. Uh, so the Orange Bowl is a possibility. Um, but the the reason I asked the question, right, because it sounds on its face stupid to just say, like, Orange Bowl or Pop-Tarts Bowl, is obviously the Pop-Tarts Bowl, there's a better chance at a 10-win season, which is also something we've been waiting for in the Dave Doran era. He hasn't gotten the 10-win season. And if you're going up against, you know, an Ohio State or, you know, one of the teams fresh just barely missing the the college football playoff 10 win season becomes a lot more difficult it does but i think from the the kind of national landscape playing in the orange bowl that's a big deal i mean oh, that's, yeah. that's a yeah. huge deal and 10 wins is great but i think if you got nine wins in an orange bowl appearance is better than 10 wins in a pop bowl. there it is hopefully the orange bowl will be uh the subject of our next uh, our next conversation next week's pack therapy uh, as always thanks mike as always thank you out there for listening follow us like subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts tell your friends about us uh, we'll see you next week